Is anyone here? What did you find? You are listening to Supernatural Confessions. Confessions crew entertaining you every Friday night live with stand-up comedy and supernatural confessions all in one in a very uh, people say it's impossible to find supernatural funny but I think we managed to hit it right on the head <laughs> hope you guys enjoyed that song at the start of the show that is a brand new song uh, as always we get to hear it here first and they are from our resident horror billy band the Silver Stars uh, Juno and Elsa is all here today and we also want to say a very big thank you to Wham, also known as We Are Music, for the very awesome T-shirts. Uh, I sorry, uh, I haven't worn so mine. Boys, I'll be sending you the T-shirts very very soon. Uh, so We Are Music is a platform for yeah. local bands, right? And it's uh, founded by Lean, and also mm-hmm. I think with Elsa, they are a, a very strong dominant force, giving you guys the hope that 
Singapore music really isn't as bad as you guys think it is. It's really solid. So if you like the song and all that, uh, let us know how much you like it. Give us a like and share. Give us a shout out. As always, we are on Facebook. We are on YouTube. Depending on your preference, you can see us on both platforms. Like it. Share it. This entire show is run all on love and passion and your stories and confessions of course so the more people watch us the more stories come in everybody just stands to benefit i always say the minute confessions dry up that's when i close shop because i'm doing this for you guys uh and why supernatural confessions even come about in the first place if you have just joined us welcome to the show and to possibly the only platform out there that i i know and i've heard uh who really goes out of their way to destigmatize supernatural experiences. So many of us have supernatural experiences, but not many of us want to talk about that because people think we are crazy. And even our own friends make fun of us. But on Supernatural Confessions, it's a very safe place for you to confess. Also, before you think we've all gone crazy and everything is about the hantu, even though everything is about the hantu, uh, I have with me three guests on the show every Friday. Uh, let me just introduce you to them. We have the man with the cat, the voice of our podcast. He is Kim, all the way from Sarawak, Kuching. <laughs> hello, hello. I do not know why every time he introduced me, he had to put on that voice. It's called the MC voice. <laughs> <laughs> and that lady with the infectious laughter is known as Super Rational Sonia. Love her or hate her. She has found no one in between because she has such loud personality. And on this show, she brings that energy into the stories and she finds all that little what if could be maybe in the story and present it to you guys because she believes... Not everything is the hard too. And finally, we have that very gruff, looking bad as motherfucker, no hair, all beard, sometimes with a duck on the head, and drinking bubble tea to show how man he is. He is the power from down under. JDC, Joseph Dakota. Look at the text. Bad boy all the way. Uh, so he is the guy who's all going to way. bring some uh, signs to the show. Uh, he is a psychologist uh, by day. And he's, he put on his thinking hat and professionalism and just tell you guys what it is that goes up in our mind and why certain things can be explained away and it may not be the hantu. But of course, on Supernatural Confessions, it would not be a show if there is no hantu. So stay tuned for another segment called Know Your Hantu. That seems to be a hot favorite with everybody these days. Uh, and that's... Mine yeah. Kim. Kim is the man who goes out of the way to research every week for you bringing one new hantu to the table if you think modern life there's no such thing as a hantu you will be very mistaken so stay tuned for the rest of the show this is going to be one and a half hour long maybe a little bit more today because we do not have a 11 30 feature confession because that's the thing right not the confessions don't come every other week and if there's a confession we put it up if there's no confession we're not going to bullshit you and just put up something hmm. for the sake of putting something up but I will be sharing some personal stories that people have picked up the phone, called me to retell the story, but unfortunately, I was not able to record it. So I'm going to have to retell that story to you. So if you have time, I'll tell you two. If not, I'll tell you one, the one that I owe you guys from last week. Okay, done with all my ramblings. You can find us on supernaturalconfessions.com. We're on Facebook, on YouTube. <laughs> Give us a like and share. Over to you guys. 
Mm. And also, uh, before Eugene share, uh, the confession that he's going to share later on comes all the way from the States, right? Yeah. Flor- mm. She so lives in Florida, but she tuned. was from Mississippi. Hmm. Stay tuned. So, uh, okay, guys, uh, before we start uh, with the videos, with Joe's housekeeping, with our stories and whatnot, remember to like and share if you enjoy this. Uh, every week you are here. Uh, please just click in the share button, share it on your social media, doesn't matter whether it's Facebook, Twitter, even if you want to share it on LinkedIn, I think it's possible as well, you can share it as, that day as well. Is that right? <laughs> right. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows somebody might hire us as a radio host, right? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> a, a lot of us have faces for radio, so I wouldn't be too surprised. Not you, Sonia, not you. Definitely not you. I'm just putting it. I, I said, not you. Why are you looking at me like that? That's strike two, uh, Joe. That's strike two. <laughs> for, for people watching this, hey, wait, strike one, strike one happened before we even start, start the line. <laughs> and then while, while, while you were gone, I figured it out already. So, so are we going straight huh? to Alvin's uh, uh, video? I mean, because, if you guys want to say hello, read any comments, you know, sure, go for it. Uh, I was. Yeah, can I can yeah, I read one? Yes. I, I when when that beginning song that beginning song was playing, I had this image in my head of you know the Thai traditional dancers when they wear their headdress and the traditional garb and they have that long nail mm-hmm. thing. I don't know what it's called. Yeah. But that's the image that I have yeah, yeah. in my Same. head For me with, with that song. For me too. And and Elsa said exactly. So was that the inspiration behind? Behind, because it's a very Thai vibe. Actually, yes, can we, Alvin, can you just play the song for a very short while? Just, I just want to hear the first verse again. That's so freaking cool. Oh man, it's so creepy. Right, with the, you can hear it? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right? Can you imagine that? Lifer is asking whether we it can sing a part of the song. Well, let's try, let's try. You seem to try. Oh no! You seem to try. Oh boy. Hey, wait, wait, wait. We, we have we have somebody from Joe looks disturbed. We have somebody from Thailand. <laughs> I guess somebody can uh, somebody from Thailand can tell us what is that attire, right? Okay, I'll be yeah. okay. now. Thanks a lot. Oh boy. Play some more tonight, Pontiana. Come tickle your toes. Don't say we didn't warn you, right? <laughs> Pontiana, if you are hearing this, uh, you just go to Joe Dicotta's house. Yes. He stays no, in we do not go yes. to Joe Dicotta's house at all. Because Joe Dicotta will be sleeping with a very large crucifix tonight. <laughs> hey, Joe, I think I got a merchandise idea. How about we have, you know, the pillow in the bolster is so just like one straight pilam, right? What if we just uh, created like, yeah. like a giant crucifix as the tilam? <laughs> yeah, then we, hey, bro, bro, I'll nice, do it. I just, I just hug it the whole night. So if you make it, oh, if you make it like empty, would it still work or not? Yeah, sure. You just waste your phone at it. Uh. Hey, perhaps. But, but, but what if what if we were hugging that, that to sleep, then that night we have a wet dream. Does it consider a sin? Oh, Lama. Oh, I, I oh, knew it was going to get dirty. Oh. I knew it was going to get dirty. I, I just knew I could kneel, clean my waters. Kneel by your bedside and pray, okay? But you know what's yeah. creepier? With, that, with that kind of a pillow and that shape, day, right? Uh, that if you fall asleep right on it like that, how? Oh, 
better go confessions, not supernatural <laughs> confessions. Proper yeah, confession yeah, yeah, tomorrow, yeah, Kim. Yeah, 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 sure, sure. Oh my god, why everybody act like a saint tonight? Everybody is a saint tonight. I'm the sinner, okay? Okay, la, everybody we go got, heaven, la. I go hell. We got Saint Eugene, we got Saintus Sonia, <laughs> we got Saint Dakota. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. We are Devil right, Kim. Guys. So, uh, well, let us let's kick start today's show with. Uh, uh, Kim, do you want to start off the show with your one of your jokes before we get? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since, since, I'm, <laughs> since I'm already one 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 feet in 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 hell, <sighs> already, so one foot in hell, already, why not the other one as well, lah? Okay, you just, might as well go all the yeah, way. Yeah, might as well go all the way, lah. Uh, God, I don't mean. Uh, uh okay, guys. Uh, joke for today. What's the speed limit in bat? 68 to 69, huh? you gotta turn around. What's, What's the speed it? limit in bed? In, At 69, in bed, you gotta okay. turn around. 68, because 69, <laughs> you gotta turn around. <laughs> for, for me, most of the time, am I early? <laughs> over early before it starts. <laughs> Sorry. Bad joke, yeah. Oh, so, okay. It was bad. Uh, <laughs> that was quite bad. Party's over, time to go home. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, Sorry, I finally got soon. it. <laughs> Elvin, on your mic. Your mic's not on, Elvin. No one can hear you. Huh? My mic is... Okay, let me check. Okay, okay, okay. One, one clean one. Uh, one clean one. Okay. Uh. I, I think I somebody mentioned this on the show. Yeah. I think it's either Eugene or Joe. Uh, what's the, what it? What's the opposite <laughs> of lady fingers? Daddy toes? Lady foot. What is the opposite of lady fingers? Man foot. Man toes. <laughs> Mentos. <laughs> what's that, Kim? What's that song? Summerto. Summerto. Can you remember Summerto? No. So I um, I saw this post by Zijun Huang. It was about his experiences in Pongol, walking past. And so basically, this is what happens to him, right? He'd moved into this bunch of flats in Pongol. Pongol, Pongol, Pongol. Yeah. And then he was he was kind of walking through the um, like like a landed estate, and he heard a woman crying near opposite a house, uh, opposite a childcare in, in this really old dilapidated house, and the, the the kind of sound started kind of coming closer. He heard Japanese, and the next day he he became kind of really very ill. He went to the medium I think some time back and. I think the medium was saying that there was something kind of following him and he was having really bad dreams. And so it, this actually got a lot of um, kind of comments and, and likes from, from the community. Now, I think the clincher for this was that the, the, the tanki or the medium asked him to burn kind of like hell money. Mm. However, for, for the soul of this woman that he reckons was there, right? But unfortunately, it started raining. Mm. And the whole idea was when it started raining, it was a sign that the spirit of this woman was not accepting those mm. offerings. And uh, and I think the, the 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 kind of the community was going back and forth as to you know being really supportive of him, but also saying that he should really be careful because there might be something kind of following him. So should I show the pictures? Yeah. Yeah, and 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 this is a picture that, that I got off um, Google. Uh, no, this is a picture that he posted. Yeah. And then I um, sent a Google Maps yeah, link so. to yeah. Alvin just to have a look at that house. And you know what? I don't know about you, but that house is, looks really creepy to me. There's like nothing there. It just feels it just feels weird. I zoomed in on it and I didn't like it. 
It's an older style house as well. Huh? It is, yeah. And and, and this, the house next the to it is very it. similar to what. Yeah, this one is small. I tried zooming in on the on the windows. Nothing, nothing in there. But it just has a very. I mean, I'm not psychic, so I I. I but yeah, mm. I don't like the house. Yeah. I don't I'm, like the house. And then there's you know no no no. Sorry, you saying. Now, like around the corner, there's um, like you know, at the bottom of that of that tree that you see in, in your screen, there he's got about three or four banana plants that he's growing there, and then further down the road to the left, yeah, there's a little bit of a um, a, a, a grassy area with trees, and then it's the LRT station. But this looks at a it, at like a, it's in a very rural part of Singapore, and Pongkol's near yeah. the sea, right? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's near the sea. Northeast coast. So. Hmm. I don't know. What, what do you guys think about the house? Uh, I, after getting this confession from the the member, I actually went down to check out, drove around the place. Yeah. This this I think this this post was sometime back, but I think due to <coughs> new comments, it has emerged again. Right. So yes, the has, guy yeah. who, who who posted this, I spoke to him. He was sincere in his experiences. Uh, I think Alvin, you can drop that mm -hmm. the picture already. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he was sincere in his experiences. He was very sure what he heard. <laughs> Uh, obviously, because when it comes to hearing, it's very personal. Uh, it's it's very hard to convince anyone. Uh, that particular house, when you walk past, it is empty. It, it has a it, it kind of a strange vibe, I guess. Uh, but the entire area, when I did a mm. bit more research and I spoke to someone, and because of this particular story, there was a spin-off of someone else who came to confess about that area, and it seems uh, at least from what I found out that street is known to have some form of paranormal encounters by by more than one or more than two people. So it may or may not be wow. the house exactly, yeah. but perhaps the land itself that Pongo was built on in that old estate uh, could be something there. Yeah, and he was saying something about the Sukching massacre at Pongo Beach, which is, I mm. think, quite nearby, and how the Japanese kind of like killed and raped a lot of people mm. in that area. And that there was a mass grave in that general mm. locality as well and it you know if it has a real um, mm. funny vibe and if there are other experiences there it stands to reason that yeah there's a lot of un you know like souls mm. not at rest and you know what they say about vacant vessels you know how they attract yeah. things to come and occupy that space yeah yeah, yeah. and, and uh, you know that's like a, a very funny thing that you're talking house, about um, Sonia because because it, you know, when, when I used to go, like, you know, I have my own house here with my wife and my daughter in, in WA. And sometimes I'd go and stay with my mom. Like, you might miss, this is the way before, three or four days. You know what? When I come back to the house after three or four days away, the house has a very different feeling. Mm. Just mm. four days away, mm. the house has a very different feeling. Mm. You know, and almost like I have to kind of, you know, cleanse the house a little bit before my, you know, we all we move back in again. I mean, think about it from an energy yeah. point of view, not even I, I a do believe point that. of view, the, 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 the energy is just stagnant. So when you hmm. come in, you just feel it's a bit off. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much for that, uh, JDC. Like, mm. Any other, any no, other comments man. on that? Or let's go to the confessions. Uh, considering the time is 10.37 right now. Okay. Mm. Time goes uh, so the quick. first mm. confession that we have for tonight it's titled Old Man and His Van. This was confessed by Frankie, voice over by Brian. Alvin, take it away. Old Man and His Van by Frankie Lin. Now, I want to share my experience which happened to me about 23 years back. 
I was doing my part-time diploma in 1998. One night, I was doing our assignment with my classmates at the McDonald's outlet at Simei. We intended to leave at 10pm as the outlet was about to close. I was staying at Haogang and decided to go by Old Tampines Road. Despite knowing that stretch of road was quiet and lonely at night, but still, I chose to go by that road as it's a shorter route to my place. While I was driving along Old Tampines Road nearby Lorong Halus, I spotted an old van was travelling behind and kept flashing headlights. As I got irritated, I stopped sight in order for him to overtake, but to my surprise, he stopped behind my vehicle. Later, I saw an old man came out from the van. As he was already a senior citizen, I told myself to calm down, and I got off my vehicle to question him how come he kept flashing headlights. He said to me, Young man, I saw a dark figure standing at the back of your vehicle earlier. Upon hearing that, I turned my head to have a look at my vehicle. And when I turned back to him in just a second, that old man and his van were no longer there. I was shocked as he had disappeared in just a second and I didn't even hear any noise of his van door closing as if he was driving off. What I could do at that point of time was dashing to my car and drove off as fast as I could till I reached the main road. Since then, I told myself not to travel by that road in future after 6pm. I went to the temple at Waterloo Street to pray for my safety on the following day. Thank God, I'm still fine to this day. Okay. Hmm. <clears throat> this is quite a classic urban legend. Uh, has an urban legend vibe to it. Ex- totally, totally. Yeah, okay. Uh, I guess I want to pick up from what Eugene mentioned previously about uh, somebody stopping taxi. Uh, this old man may, could, could have just uh, saved uh, Confessor's life, you know, because, you know, he just want to stop him from some maybe an accident in front. If he just proceeded with his usual driving, maybe he would bump into something worse. So the old man actually just stopped him and, you know, um, hey, I saw something. But although he might not be from our world, but yeah, maybe he just a good deed that he came back to pay the Confessor. Yeah, I like the idea. I like that yeah. very much. I, I agree with Eugene. This has all the hallmarks of an urban legend. Yes. Um, you know, like, you know, if, if you drive down a road and someone flashes at you, you never flash back because then it could be a serial killer or if you flash back, the lights will follow you and then fly off into the sky. But I know none of this happened, right? Um, yeah, look, I, I don't really have an explanation. I mean, the guy saw the old man and then turned around and the old man disappeared like that. Anyone's guess is as good as mine, you know. Could it be paranormal? Yeah. And what is it about Tampines? I hear so much of things about Tampines. <laughs> like, like I, 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 I stay in Tampines when when I come down to Singapore with my with my aunt, right? Um, and um, it's just really. Oh, sorry, guys. I have a. Oh, oh. Here we go. Oh, right. so See you, darling. Right, go, go to bed. Right. See you later. <laughs> yeah. So. You see that this destroyed my bad boy vibe. That 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 is that is. Um, you yeah, never had a bad boy vibe. And excuse me, Sonia. I I don't like the lies that are coming out of your mouth right now. Yeah. <laughs> no, but te- but you know, Tampines really has a uh, Tampines really has a, uh, a funny vibe. I can't I can't work in these conditions. I just cannot work in these conditions. 
<laughs> is she is she planting hair on your head or something? Yeah, yeah. All right. Good night. You gotta, you gotta go. <laughs> okay. Uh, while you're enjoying the warmth of uh, uh, Joe's oh, family, so fuzzy wuzzy. Um, um, look. Uh, yeah, Sonia, what do you have to say about the story? Uh, it, it sounds it sounds like we've heard this story several times. Remember in the early days as well, when people on the road they pick up and then suddenly they turn around, they're, they're not there and, and stuff. I have no explanation for that. It's a, a person would not just suddenly disappear mm. in the first place. But we've also heard of stories where uh, they see things. They just be really tired and not Quite aware. <laughs> a, a comment actually yeah. also, men- also, I'm, I'm, I'm also mentioned that uh, hopefully the confessor is not drunk. I, yeah. I, I, I love when Sonia goes, you know, like, you know, the curse tile because I know in previous shows prior to our cohort, that was the explanation that used to come out. Like, he's just tired, exhausted, you know, yeah, man, long day, yeah. exhausted, sluggish. and he's seeing stuff and yeah, sluggish. <laughs> but you know what? To be honest, right? hallucinations happen they tend to happen with prolonged loss of sleep so it's not the case where you stayed last stayed up last night to watch mandalorian all right um, a little bit late and then the next day you're tired and then you you, you hallucinate it doesn't t- tend to happen like that you know so um I, I couldn't chalk this up to you being tired and you hallucinate that's a pretty strong hallucination if you're having hallucinations like that go and see a doctor but just for Tampines, so I, yeah, I, I, just to add on, like for Tampines yeah. itself, right? I mean, you around my area, then also my, at my old place where I think you didn't remember, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a friend who, who was visiting me. Then he was when he went came over to my place. He told me that he could see like you know a lot of things happening below my block because he had a third yeah. eye. Wow. So he was telling me that I think like Tampines, specific areas of Tampines are notorious for this kind of uh, sightings. <laughs> Tampines yeah. is the ghetto Jeez. for this lah. It's the project the for la. this. Hantu uh, ghetto. Hantu <laughs> ghetto lah. Yeah. 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 I better not tell my godmother about this. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll be yeah. in trouble. True. Okay, I would, write, I would like to read out a, a comment that actually it's a short confession uh, since we have a very short confession yeah. just now. Oh. This one also comes from Zihaupo. I thought we mentioned his name just now, right? Yes, you did. Yeah, okay. Um, this, thing, th- this thing happens to my friend. He went fishing at Trek 17, but that day he got no fish. While walking out to take the bus home, he was cursing and swearing. After a while, he heated, oh, he, hear, he, heard, he heard weird sound like someone talking to him. He asked his other friends if they hear anything. None of them hear anything. He went home and his dad brought him to consult the tanki. A good dad, yeah? He immediately go straight to the tanki. Mm. And this is uh, Pat Gong. So Pat Gong told him when he was swearing, a lady was standing there and she thought my friend was swearing at her. The case was closed after doing some prayers and burning of offerings. Ah, This is again another classic case of watch your mouth wherever you go, whether they are mm. human or no human. They just watch your mouth wherever you go. Mm. Every one of us, including the unseen friends, deserve a little bit of respect. Hmm. I've got a story mm. to share as well. This came out last night. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, so, so uh, this confessor was on his way to work. Uh, he works a night shift 
she's taking a bus again in Tampines. <laughs> the usual <laughs> Jesus he, he told me which bus stop and I know exactly where it is in fact it's actually quite near uh, near my it's it's near my home it's also near Alvin's home so I guess it's in between Alvin's home and my home uh, right there was a bus stop he okay. was on his phone and a boy came up to him and says uncle can I use a phone I want to text I want to, I want to uh, send a message to my mother he used the phone he typed type 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 right and then he says uncle your bus is here you need to go then the guy was like oh okay then he took his phone back he went off and when he go up the bus he realized how does a kid know my bus is coming I didn't even tell him my bus is coming right or what the bus yeah. number was and when he turned around the kid is no longer there but on the phone, when he looked at the message, which was not sent, right? Because uh, the number was, he tried to send the number, but the number like no longer exists or something. But so you get like a, uh, the, the message is still there, stuck there. And he says, uh, Mom, I, I don't know whether you want me to come home, but I'll be waiting outside. So he was like, fuck, what wow. did I just see? Who is mm. that boy? Why did I turn around? He's not there. And, how does he know my bus? And he's sending a message to a number that doesn't exist anymore. And uh, is he wanted to he wanted to call his mom. Then he dialed the number. Yeah. Uh, but the point is. But none of it so, went through, and then he just yeah, disappeared. So who is this boy? <laughs> who is he trying to contact? Is this a spirit of a boy that is still wandering around because he couldn't go home, or he didn't know whether he could go home, and he must have passed away? Yeah. He said. Mm. It was actually, sad, it's, huh? it's actually very sad because what he said, yeah. uh, to add on a little bit to it, what he said was, uh, I know I'm late means mm. no phone, uh, do I come home or do I wait mm. outside? It was actually very, so poor thing. All right. Even if that was not a real person, are you yeah. a child that can't go yeah. home? So I think as along the lines of this, urban legend story but you see when we call it urban legend there, there is some level of uh, myth to it or some level of fiction to it because urban legend come about when somebody told somebody a story then the story is repeated a hundred more times and every time someone retells the story add a bit more salt and pepper and it becomes like a classic horror then everyone knows ah okay it's a classic horror so um, the level of uh, authenticity in such a story usually gets a bit reduced however there is no smoke without fire and there must be I believe some form of basis for such a story. But now to hear just the story came out last night, mm. uh, you know, to me it's all this urban legendy story, they must have some form of truth to it. Even if not in that form of the taxi driver, we always get this good good apparition mm. come up to ask for something or tell you something just to save the day. Or if you are religious, maybe they are angels. Right. And, and just because a story conforms to the general structure of an urban legend doesn't mean that the story is mm. an urban legend, right? Like it, it, it's, Someone actually posted here, and I think it's a really interesting question. I can't, I can't read the, the name because I think it's in a, another language, but he asked the question, or she asked the question, why do these things always disappear when we turn away from them and not right in front of our eyes kind of thing? I think that's a, that's a that's a really good question. It's almost that, that scene, right? It goes, oh, hello, and they turn around to look, and they turn back, and there's no one there. Why doesn't the thing usually kind of just dissipate in front of their faces? No, no, okay, that that Any that thoughts? would be 
that would be yes, that would be the usual case. Mm. But I have bumped into stories whereby the thing disappeared right in front mm. of them, mm. as if it's just blown by the wind and dispersed. Wind. Like, yeah, yeah. There, there are there are confessions <coughs> that tell us stories like that. But why do we turn away? Maybe they thought we couldn't handle the 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 disappearing mm. act. You know, they're like, oh, this, because after all, we are human, right? And when we turn around and did not see it, then they disappear and thinking, you know, I don't want to harm these people. So if they disappear in front of you, do you think you can take it? I I would pee my pen. Hoi Chai is a nice, uh, interesting concept because they use your focus as their energy to materialize. So it's only when you turn away and you don't get any focus, that's where they don't, they don't have the energy to manifest. That's an interesting, mm. that's a really interesting yeah. concept. Nice. And that sounds very plausible as well. Yep. Mm. Okay. Okay, I for like sure. this one. Uh, okay, let's get on to our second confession for tonight. This one is Followed Me Home, confessed by Jason Dan, who contacted us on uh, our Facebook Messenger of Supernatural Confessions page. And I he sent me a text message and he said uh, for us to read it out. But I said, Jason, would you want to narrate your own story? He says, okay. And he sent in a narration. And this is Jason Dan's confession, Follow Me Home, narrated by Jason Dan himself. This incident happened to me a year ago while I was trying to sleep, but I was disturbed by some noises inside my room. Hence, I woke up around 2 a.m. and heard some strange conversation in an unknown language. I thought it was from my neighbor's upstairs. But it's impossible as their children slept quite early for school on the next day. I couldn't sleep well at all and hence I decided to switch on my nightlight. Then the conversation stopped. My nightlight suddenly went off and I was so terrified until I switched on the ceiling light to sleep. But this incident did not just end like that. I woke up around 8am to wash my face but I couldn't move my body at all. I cried with fear and luckily my mom is at home upon that time. I could feel numbness on my neck. That's when I first get possessed by an unknown spirit. I cried terribly until I sounded like a woman's voice. And I couldn't feel any pain at all when my mom tried to slap my face because she wanted to wake me up. Yeah, my mom told me that she could feel goosebumps when she tried to touch me. And uh, my room seems quite gloomy even though the window is white. Um, open with sunlight came in. She was so panicked until she had to seek help from my next door neighbor. So this next door auntie quickly came over to check on me and she also couldn't help me to calm me down with all the sobbing. Yeah, so auntie told my mom that her brother has some kind of psychic power uh, who he can communicate with spirits. He is some kind of medium or exorcist um, and he did help in the temple with such related matters before. He arrived promptly with some exorcist prop. I remember he tied me up with a red string, then chanted some prayer um, for me. It took almost an hour for him to get this spirit out of my body. From what I know, right, this spirit was a female and she followed me home from outside. My uh, the next door auntie's neighbor asked me, uh, did I keep some offering on the pavement or not? So I told um I told my neighbor and and her brother that uh yes but it was unintentionally as I was jogging in the evening and tried to um avoid a PMD. 
So that could be a reason I accidentally set on some offerings on the pavement. And maybe um, that's how I got punished for doing that without apologizing. Yeah, because the Chinese believe that uh, if you accidentally keep on some offerings on the pavement, right, you have to be apologetic. Yeah, so I'm glad my neighbors helped me with this uh, matter or else I might feel sick for a um, few days. Classic. Yeah. I like that the narration, the narration was done by the uh, confessor himself. Very authentic. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that, that's what KK Heng said as well. That's why we are telling our confessor, if you uh, do feel that you want to tell us a story, you're not good in writing, just send us a voice note mm. and tell us your story. Mm. But not all confessors... Yep feel comfortable with talking or they're like, ah, I just don't like my voice, I don't like the way I sound, so they don't want to narrate their own stories. But yeah, if you have your story, whatever ways you feel comfortable with, send, just send it to us. Mm. But thank you, thank you very much, Jason, with that confession. Thank you. Yeah, thank you very much. Very nice. So far we have, uh, tonight I feel it's very back to, uh, back to classic horror. Do you get it? You get the vibe? Yeah. Very, very nostalgic. Oh. Very familiar ground. Mm. Mm. Uh, again, another case of uh, uh, I, what I, I think like what I mentioned uh, just right before. This thing just deserves a little bit of respect from us. If you accidentally step on something that you are not supposed to, it's not gonna hurt you to say I'm sorry. It does. I don't mean it. Uh, you know, I was just avoiding something. I didn't see it, and you know, I'm sorry. I'm really, really am, and. Yeah, I mean, like, these things won't just come and follow you if you are, you know... Uh, There's nothing wrong with putting your intention out, right? Mm. Like, I mean, if we bump into somebody's face, go, oh, sorry, yeah. and, yeah, yeah, just avoid to... It doesn't help. Yeah, I, but, but, I, but I guess a lot of people are just fans, no just fans of Elton John. La. Sorry seems to be the hardest word. <laughs> oh, oh that's... <laughs> Yeah, so for those listening, if you guys do bump into weird situations like, you know, hey, this place is not supposed to have fruits, but how come I see fruits here? Mm. Don't pick it up and eat it. If you see, hey, there's, yeah, there's hell notes burning here, but why, why hell notes are burning here? Don't ask stupid questions like that too. Uh, and if you something happened to you, just respect. Yeah, just respect. If something happened to you, some yeah. some other way, just don't simply f la here la there la. You know your mother la, your father la. Then the thing might might be there. Like hey, my father is there. Oh, oh mother. Uh, yeah. So see, um, yeah, just just um, yeah, give a little bit of respect if you want some, right? Mm. Is it a um, respect? Bigots. Yeah. Bigots respect. Yeah. Uh, and so for those, so it's asking for know your hantu is coming right after this. So thank you for the support. Yeah. And speak of it, yeah, nice. So any, anybody want to add any more uh, comments yeah, to yeah, the story? Yeah, to the second. Yeah, to the second. No, no, I, I just love it. It's just, you're right. Very nostalgic. Yeah. <laughs> I'm loving them. I think if you have been listening to Supernatural Confessions for the last two years, three years, you know, we have started off with stories like that. We went off a whole different tangent because the confessions that just come in are just fast and furious. And we grew our our group from just like 200 to 2,000 and 5,000. Now we have 50,000. So there will be newcomers who have not heard yeah. some of the old stories. And some of you guys who have been there for so long, I think now it's just a kind of throwback, you know, going back to the old days and hearing all this feel good. If you could call Supernatural Confessions, feel good. Uh, feel good stories. 
Because yeah. there, there were stories that had a lot more devious stunt, slant to it. Uh, almost life-threatening. But stories like that, you know, kind of... Uh, we, at least for me, I feel we know there's solutions out there that is easy to obtain. Oh, you step on something, apologize, go back, give fruits. Grandma tells you that all the time. Great-grandma tells you that all the time. So these are the stuff that we can solve on our own. Mm. Yeah. Yep, yep. Uh, also, I, I want to tambah a bit mm. uh, because I saw this uh, comment that says, uh, oh, this is from Sean, like urinate in public must say siam. Okay. I want to add in a little bit as a Catholic myself. Huh? I do not know whether Joe heard this as well. But this is what I learned mm-hmm. from one of the Sunday school. If you, as a Roman Catholic, if you wanted to urinate in public, you can actually use the how you open up your prayers. You can actually say, uh, whoever that is here, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, excuse me. You can actually use that to mm. ask whatever is there to excuse as a Catholic, we like from for, for my side, my family, we were, we were taught to say the prayer to Holy Michael the Archangel oh. um, when you go out and you do that, just as a form of protection. Yeah, but then it's, it's rather too long, than, isn't than But but it's okay because it gives you something to do. Is you're doing a wee. <laughs> I, okay. Even in the <laughs> it, even in the in the forest when we go hiking, right? And then you want to go pee out in the outdoors. We just say, "I'm sorry, excuse me." Yeah. Just as a courtesy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. State I mean, like, your just, state your intention. Yeah. yeah. I, I, excuse me. I mean, like back in my older days, when my my grandmother, he he always go to the temple. He will always tell me, you have to say, you have to call out grand grandpa, grandma, to excuse you because they believe that they're supposed to be old, you know, whoever that is old spirits that is there. That's why you should say, uh, akong apo, which is grandfather, grandmother, grandmother. Excuse me. So yeah, mm. that, that that's what I was taught when I was younger. Then when I you know go to church, then that another form I was I was taught another method. I think it's all courteous, yeah. very nice. Yeah, again, yeah. it's just mm. manners. Yeah, it's just all manners. Yes, yes, yes. Manners make a man. So <laughs> yeah, um, Eugene, <laughs> Eugene, is there anything else you wanna? No, not for this. I think uh, now look at the time is eleven o'clock. If you just join us, this is Supernatural Confessions. Ooh. You can find out all of stories on supernaturalconfessions.com. All our videos on YouTube. Uh, we are on podcast. I think we have gone past hundred plus episodes. Uh, very proud of it. So if you mm. just join us, do share share with your friends. Uh, if you like what you hear, uh, if you have stories you want to share, let us know as well. Because going into the next segment now at eleven o'clock hour is our very own Know Your Hantu segment. And today's Know Your Hantu segment is a creature that I have not heard before. So very obscure. Good job, Kim. It's Ni Roro Kidul. Did I get it right, Kim? Yes, yeah, you got it right. So to, if there is Indonesian friends, if there is any wrong narration in it, please do let us know. And before we take it away, Kelvin, if you do have stories, confession, go to our website. That is www.supernaturalconfessions.com to share your story with us, yeah? yeah? Okay, so guys, this is a Know Your Hantu segment. Enjoy, and also to the rest of my co-hosts. Take it away, Elvin. 
Indonesia is known for their folk tales, and one of them it is from Yogyakarta about Nyi Roro Kidul, goddess of the sea. There are many versions of her origin, and this is one of it. King Prabu Selewangi the sixth is the ruler of an ancient kingdom in a place called Pajajaran. He loves hunting, and in one of his hunting trip, he got separated from his entourage and was lost. After hours of trying to find his way out, he met a beautiful lady who promised that she would show him a way out under one condition: he has to stay with her in her palace deep in the forest for a few days. Charmed by her beauty and left with no other option, King Prabu agreed. However, he stayed longer than he was initially asked to. He fell in love with the lady, and they got married. After a period of time, he finally decided, under unknown reasons, to return back to his kingdom, but without his wife. Overwhelmed with the work that he left behind, a few months passed, and eventually, he had forgotten about his wife back in the forest. One peaceful night, while the king was asleep, he was awakened by the sound of a baby crying. He got up to track the sound, which led him to find a baby girl in front of his palace main door. He picked the baby up and saw a bright white light flash in front of him. But before he could even react, his beautiful wife, whom he had forgotten, appeared right in front of him. She told him that the baby girl is his daughter, and she requested for him to raise her as human. But before the king could give an answer, she vanished mysteriously. The king brought the baby in and named her Princess Kadita. She grew up to be a pretty and elegant lady. Her look constantly reminded the king of his wife from the forest. He tried his best to search for her, but to no avail. During his ruling, an ancient rule forbids female descendants to rule a kingdom. Hence, the king asked the princess's blessing for him to remarry. She agreed with her father's request. Soon after, the king married Dewi Mutiara. Within a short period of time, the queen is pregnant. Like many folk tales, she became the evil stepmother to Princess Kadita. She felt her position is threatened as long as the princess is still in the kingdom. Hence, the queen seek help from a witch to curse the princess. Not long after, Princess Kadita was infected with a disgusting skin disease, which all the doctors in the nation find no cure for, and no earthly medicine could help with the curse. The queen then told the king, fearing this might be contagious, the king has no choice but to send his daughter away. The princess left the palace with a heavy heart. Then the princess found herself alone and abandoned deep in the jungle. One night, she heard a woman's voice telling her to come to the ocean. Although she does not recognize the voice, somehow she knew it was her mother. She followed the voice for days and eventually ended up in the ocean. The moment her skin touches the ocean, all of her wounds were healed instantly. She then decided to stay in there with her mother. From that day on, she was known as Nyi Roro Kidul. For many Indonesians, she is believed to be able to control the waves, sea storms, and even tsunamis. Perlabuhan Ratu, a small fishing town in western Java, celebrates an annual holiday on April the sixth as a remembrance of Nyi Roro Kidul. 
She is to be presented with all sorts of offerings like rice, vegetables, chicken, bate fabrics and others to which locals believe would appease the Queen of Sea. Samudra Beach Hotel, West Java, keeps room 308, furnished with green colours and have it reserved for Nyi Roro Kidul. The room also contains a painting of her by Basuki Abdullah, a famous Indonesian painter. And in modern digital media, Mobile Legends Bang Bang character Kadita and the song Queen of the South by the Bandung band The Panturas are both created and written inspired by Nyi Roro Kidu as well. Wow. Mm. That was some good research, Kim. Yes, uh, there's a lot more stories of how... The, uh, the 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 uh, Kido goes about. So this is just one of the tales that I picked up. And uh, if you search for the father, which is the king, uh, uh, which is the father of Nirorokido, uh, I don't know what, but there was a mention that he actually ended up with fifty wives. Wow. So I guess that is that is Man. just ancient. But did he have any sons? Uh, I mean, the the reason they have a harem is to yeah uh, after an heir. after yes after yes uh, even like up until today uh, there are there are claims of oh this is this is his descendants uh, grief and whatnot in Indonesia of course so yeah I guess there 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 is and the photo that you see just now uh, that that is actually one of the ruins that they found it's believed to be the ancient kingdom's palace. Perfect. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Well, Indonesia is one of those places that is so steeped in law. It's interesting also to see there's a lot, a, a lot of these um, characters actually we have, we don't even know about, and uh, although yes, uh, to to Indonesian, um, this might actually not is not the hantu, it's not a hantu whereby she's she's more to like she's actually a goddess of the sea, but mm. there's also I was gonna ask that. Yeah, Sonia. Does she do anything? Does she is she like a siren or like the, does she do anything besides reside in the sea? Uh, are there any stories? Yeah, there 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 are actually stories mentioning that she 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 tend to take young looking fishermen's life away when they are out in the sea. That that's why they they need to do all these offerings to appease her. A piece. Yeah, so oh. so there's a lot more like you know fishermen when they are out in the sea, everybody would be back home safe. It's just the good looking one will be taken away. So when that happened, they would usually say, "It's the queen of the sea wanted her to want wanted wanted him to be gone." So that is also in some of the writings that I found. So yeah, and, and I also do not know why there are hotels that keep room three o eight, you know, decorated in greens. They put out offerings, even have a painting of her. And yeah, it's also to appease the, the, the queen, I, I guess. But also in some videos that I found um, saying that there are people who actually went down to the beach that is mentioned in the myth, um, have, a, have a sighting of her walking the beach. So yeah, this, mm. these are the stories that I, I could have gathered mm. for... Yeah, but it's long, so this is a shortened version of it. And, and there's a hotel near that beach, right? Yeah, yeah, there's a hotel near the beach, yes. There's a hotel near the beach there, yeah, and, and people report having dreams in that hotel mm. about this yes. woman in green in correct, the sea. Correct, correct, yes. 
So yeah, and also the question is sixteen or sixty wives. Uh, Anna Wong, King Prabhu have fifty. Yeah. Lima Pulo, Ushiga. Every recent transplant to New York City has heard the urban legend about someone finding their neighbor's dead body. It begins with a bad smell that no one can pinpoint or get rid of. Then a weird brownish liquid starts dripping through the ceiling fixtures. Finally, the building manager is called in, and the source of the odor and ooze are traced to a neighboring apartment, where it turns out that the unit's resident has been dead and rotting away for days, weeks, or even months. I certainly heard the story when I first moved to the city. We laugh it off as a gruesome story and think it would never happen to us, but it actually happens a lot more frequently than one would expect. I know this for a fact because it happened to me. Back then, I lived in a co-op building on the Upper West Side. My neighbor was a woman in her early 90s who lived in the same unit for almost 60 years. Dolores lived alone and was very frugal, polite, quiet, and kept to herself. I don't think that I exchanged more than 10 words with her in the entire time that we lived next to each other. Even though I didn't know her well at all, living within close quarters with relatively thin walls meant that I got to know her habits over time. As I could see into the corner of her bathroom from my unit, I soon learned her routine. She woke up every day at around 7 a.m. and would spend around 15 minutes in the bathroom. The bathroom light would come on, I'd hear the toilet flush, the tap would run, and Dolores would clear her throat rather loudly. She'd complete her business in the bathroom, and the light would go off. This routine was repeated like clockwork every morning. It was around two weeks before Thanksgiving, and it had been unseasonably wet and warm for November. I came home from work one day and noticed an odd smell in the hallway. It wasn't putrid, rather it was more of a moldy and damp kind of smell. It had been raining a lot and everything felt damp so I didn't think anything of it. That evening, I noticed that Dolores' bathroom light was on and it didn't go off, which was unusual because that light never stayed on for a prolonged period. But people forget to turn lights off sometimes. No big deal. I was awoken that night by the sound of dogs barking and howling. But the sounds weren't coming from the street. It sounded like all the dogs in my apartment building were going nuts at the same time. It lasted for a few minutes, and that was it. The smell was a bit stronger, and the bathroom light was still on when I got home from work the following day. It did cross my mind to ring Dolores' doorbell, or call the building manager, but I knew how private Dolores was, and she wouldn't have appreciated my checking up on her. What would I have said to her if she turned out to be fine? I didn't think that telling her that I was worried she died would go over well. That night, I jolted awake at around 2 a.m. From my bedroom, I could see the light coming from Dolores' bathroom, and the curtains were billowing in the wind. All of a sudden, I heard what sounded like moaning. It only lasted for about five seconds, 
And Eugene, I know you're going to say that maybe it was the radiator. It wasn't. In that building, the heating pipes made a sound like someone was walking around in chains, not like someone moaning and dying. As I lay there confused, I then heard the sound of someone clearing their throat. It was the very sound that Dolores made every morning. I'd heard this sound every day for years. There was no mistaking it for something else. I remember feeling relief. Like, phew, she's okay. I don't have to get building management involved. And I quickly drifted back to sleep. I awoke at dawn, and as I had my morning smoke, don't judge me, I've since quit, I saw that Dolores' bathroom light was still on. And the sounds I heard the night before came back to me. A feeling of uneasiness came over me, and the hair at the back of my neck stood on end. Right there and then, I made the decision to march down to the building manager's apartment and insist that he check on Dolores. We knocked on her door. No response. Then the manager announced loudly that he was going to use the emergency key. Still no response. But we knew the minute the door opened. The smell was overpowering. We rounded the corner in her apartment and found her lying face down in a pool of congealed blood. Dolores's body was purple and bloated. Within minutes, the paramedics and police showed up, followed by the city medical examiner. They told me that based on the condition of her body, she'd been dead for at least three days. The building manager was really upset, understandably so. Dolores was the third body he'd discovered since he took the job. That building had a lot of very old residents who lived alone, so I suppose it was pretty inevitable. He was this big, burly Albanian guy, but he was close to tears when he told me that he should have known and should have checked on her when he heard the dogs howling two nights ago. Oh, I'd completely forgotten about that. Thinking about the whole incident still gives me the creeps. Was what happened supernatural? Did Dolores try to communicate with me? But why me? We barely ever spoke. How could she have trusted that I would have read the signs and or done anything? Or was it my unconscious mind picking up on the cues and forcing my conscious mind to take action? In any event, I'm glad that I was able to do something for Dolores, even in death. I live in a condo now where the concierge and doormen observe the residents' habits and comings and goings. I trust, or hope, that it won't take three days to find my body. Dolores' apartment was promptly gutted and renovated and sold for well over the asking price. Whoa. What a heavy story. I was... We goose, have... I had goosebumps. Sorry, go ahead. Listening to this story. We, we have stories like that here in Singapore too, where uh, the elderly that live by themselves are found only days after they've passed away. Uh, mm. and, and that's because when people walk past on the corridor, they can smell that decomposition. It's more sad to me than anything else. Mm. that They died alone and somehow reached out to be discovered I, that's just sad for me it's a very good story because of the narration mm. um, it's, it's very clear and um, she added a very um, uh, it's some, some sort of a very sense of um, telling a stories but at the same time um, felt very professional mm. I, I do not know why perhaps I've been uh, producing the stories day in day out every day yeah. right? so um, that is what I heard when I first got the story from Eugene. Yeah, and Queen so lies thank you in very New much, York. Queen. Yeah, New York, not UK. <coughs> yeah. See, for me, what I found really, um, I, I found it of interest, right? Context. You know, before we we heard the 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 end part where it was a lady that died and all that, it really had the vibe of a creepy haunted house. 
you can hear the sounds, you can hear footsteps, right? Mm. And, the and how that get yeah, the light and, it, and that gets really creepy. But the minute we know it's an old person that passed away and that the person was potentially reaching out, all the the scary elements of it suddenly kind of disappeared. Right? And 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 maybe that's the case with a lot of the hauntings that we experience or when you hear someone calling a name we go, Oh my god, that's a really scary thing. But if maybe if we know the context of why that is happening, you lessen the fear. You know, and then, that that yeah. alleviates the fear exactly. Uh, uh, Kim, I know you do the the sound the sound effects or some of the thing like you find it online or you would do it yourself. Um, mm. Someone's asking, who's asking? Deep Dibs eighty eight is asking, who did the sound effect for Dolores <laughs> carrying her throat? Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Dolores is me in this case. <laughs> I, 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 I did the sound clearing because I couldn't find it anyway. I'm like, ah, F it, I just do it myself. I turn on the recorder. I'm like, wait, should I do more? Should I do more flim? I'm like, wait, no more, not, not too much. It's too disgusting or so. It's good to see you got a, you got a very robust gag reflex. So that's it's a good thing. I don't want to comment. I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> this story reminds me of something that happened to me. I think I might have shared this uh, in the early days of Supernatural Confessions, uh, where we are on podcasts, not yet on YouTube even. Mm. A friend of mine, Emlyn Ang, that's her name. I can still remember. Emlyn Ang. This was when she was in her 20s, I believe. I was 24, 23. So she was probably in her early, early 20s as well. Uh, she died in a car accident on New Year's Eve in Changi, Changi Village. And I got a call from her from her number after she has passed away. How I know? Because okay. I got a call. I was at work the next day. I ignored the call because I was at work. It was then when I pick up the 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 phone and I call back. The the line was dead. There there was the line was not not working right. Um, and so I said that's weird. So I just call again. I thought maybe that I felt something was odd something was strange like I couldn't put my finger on it most times people would just text not call but I got a call and I mm. called back couldn't get through the phone was off call again couldn't get through phone was off so I called her home right thinking that something might be wrong brother picked up the phone and I said yeah I'm looking for Emlyn is she around she says oh uh, Emlyn is not around he didn't tell me the, the details here I said yeah she, she called me <sighs> she called me today and I, I, I tried to call back but I couldn't get her is something wrong that's when, when I said something wrong, that's when he broke down. He said, Emeline got into an accident. She passed away. Yesterday, no one touched her phone. Her Ooh. phone was off. Nothing. That there was, I mean, you respect the date. You don't go through their stuff. And the phone was off. So who the hell called me? How did I get that missed call from that number when she was not around and the phone was off? If that was her, you must have meant a lot to her for her to perhaps yeah, reach out yeah, to you. Yeah. Yeah, in that so case, right? That was one of the. That was one of Both those incidents where I was wondering if I had picked up that call. You know, like what would I hear on the other side? Why he just scratching noises? Would I hear her talking to me? You know, this all this what ifs come to mind. So when I hear stories like that, when I think it'd be scarier. You know what would be scarier? If you did pick up the call and you speak to her, and then you find out that she actually passed away before that one. That, that, that was yeah. in my mind as well. So, and, and and the voice sounds a little bit distant, like coming from 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 a bit far away, with a bit of echo to it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I do have 
I do have a similar story to to this as well, but um, it come from a very, but it's not my first hand story. It come from a friend whereby it's a it's a friend that is very much um, not in the supernatural scene. As in, he, he don't really believe in ghosts. Um, he prayed to whatever he felt that is necessary, and uh, he, but but he told me his story. This this happens in one of his uh, scout camp. So what happened was uh, they they were they were out camping and accident happened right. So one of his friend actually uh, drowned uh, in the morning swim. Uh, they were looking for him only to found the body during afternoon, uh, right before lunch. Uh, so when they retrieved the body, it was it, it was already uh, after a few hours, all right. So they did not immediately inform the parents. Only to um, you know to settle everything else, then get the police on board. Then the police inform the parent. When the police inform the mother, the mo- mother couldn't believe it, and why the mother couldn't believe it is the mother said, "I received a text from my son, uh, nine ten in the morning, and the message just wrote, Mum, take care. I love you.' Mm. But he drowned early morning." But the message was only arriving at the mum's phone, yeah, after a few hours. So, my my friend said he actually did went to the funeral and did see the mum, and the mum was actually telling everybody, showing her showing her phone the text that apparently her dead son got to her before he go wherever he's supposed to go. So my friend said it's one one uh, incident that he couldn't explain. Uh, but yeah, it's kind of a heavy story, isn't it? Mm. I must say mm. that when it comes to messages, I have had delayed messages where it's three, four hours late. Mm. Oh, and it was a network issue. Yeah. I'm not saying that it was in that case. Yeah, I'm just saying that it, it has happened to me uh, before. True. Yeah, but, but the thing is, you see, as, as Asian, especially Chinese here, we don't normally say I love you to our parents. So the mom, the mom was quite surprised like, to see that from the son, mm. right? And it's like a, it's like the last words yeah. that you want to yeah. convey. You know, the last message. Yeah, but... But then it's it's kind of um, nice in a way lah. You know, you get to say the the final words before you actually leave. Yeah, and very nice mm. parting words. Yeah, right. So okay. So heavy today. Uh, all the stories. Is, is, is I know it hit, hits the heart. Ah, but has a has a yeah. very. I think this has a very very nostalgic slant to it. You know, the date that just wouldn't yeah. go and have the last final message for living and only to realize that the, the person has passed mm. away for some time it's, it's, it's another classic today today is classic supernatural I, I tell you this <laughs> not by our not by our creation just so happened that all the confessions came and it's it's like that yeah I thought like is it, is it by design no. that all the stories today are no. you see because supernatural confessions is, is it's we get real confessions right we it's not like we fabricate yeah. stuff or we have a show production and we go. We don't. It's like what, whatever comes all. in, we tell you, right? No story yeah. come in like today, eleven yeah. thirty. I'm sorry, guys. There is no show on YouTube because there is no confession. Simple as that. No confession, no show, and why no, no video confession? No, no video, video confession. confession. So today ah. is all the audio <laughs> confession that came in, and it just so happened. <laughs> the theme seems to be classic supernatural. It's very mm. nice. I feel very warm and fuzzy inside. Like you know. Getting thrown back to the old kind of stories that we grew up with and we love. Yeah. Okay, so I think now it's 11.25. I should get into the, the, the Rebecca story. 
Yeah. Uh, because we've got no eleven thirty show, so I think I might take a little bit more time. I'm not going to rush this in five minutes. Mm. Uh, but uh, Eugene, sorry, before we get to that, uh, mm. Sonia, would you like to read out um, AGP Juno, our creepy drummer? Uh, short confession oh, yes. or short story that he has. He's on a really Facebook. nice guy. Yeah, so Sonia, can, can, you can do that before we go to Eugene's. Is it under the comment section? Yes. A similar story I heard from my cousin. It was during his NS days. So during one of the weekends when he can book out, he saw one of his lady neighbours near his block. They talked for a while and then they said their goodbyes. At his void deck, there was a wake. He didn't think much and went straight home. And when he got home, he told his dad about meeting with the neighbour. His dad had a shocked face and told him that the wake downstairs is for her, the neighbour. Yeah. She died the day before. So, who did he see or what did he see? Mm. Okay, my hair all standing already. <laughs> no. It was, it was not, not the ghost. Nice story we got today. Okay, Eugene. Yes. Okay. Oh. Okay. So, this phone call came from Rebecca, who is now living in Florida. Originally, she's from Mississippi near New Orleans. Um, she is one of our listeners on Supernatural Confessions podcast, and she she found my number on the website. She said, "I just needed to talk to you." Uh, Rebecca is forty-seven years old this year, and. She only recently discovered what the shadow people are based on the story she has heard. Now, she's uh, hmm. a bit of background information about Rebecca. She, her heritage is part native Indian and part, uh, I can't remember what, but she has native Indian blood in her. Um, and she's also living on native Indian land. So in the early days when she was as young as six years old, she could always see shadow people in her room and she'd be scared. She will urinate on her bed. Her parents would scold her and you know, reprimand her. But she will always see these shadow people. Her parents would say, don't talk rubbish. There's no such thing. Go to sleep. As she grew older, even through her teenage years, when people say it's just a phase of her life and you, know, you will get over it. She never did. All mm. she did was to not talk about it and keep it to herself not share it around, not acknowledge its presence, but that doesn't mean she did not see it or continue to experience it or continue to be frightened. Some of these shadow people she can see very clearly, not something that's a see-through, it's almost like a very uh, solid um, entity. And at night, she would sleep, uh, I don't know, she would sleep with her glasses on because she's short-sighted and she's, without the glasses, she'll see things as blur. And she doesn't want to not be able to see these shadow people and ask her why he says better to know where they are than to be unable to see them and they're right in front of you and I get that <laughs> I get that uh, some people may argue that you know seeing them is, is, is scary why you want to see them but if you know in your heart of hearts that there is that thing that's always there would you want to be an ostrich and remove your glasses and pretend oh I can't see you therefore you're not there but you know it's there now you just can't see it so I get that and there will be times where she'll wake up at night and she'll get the shock of her life because this thing will just be looming over her just on her like bending down looking at her oh my and so I asked her I said is this something that is you know maybe looking after you could be like a house spirit looking after you um, when you see someone looming over you at bed that 
do you think it could be an angel, right? So I'm 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 giving all this. What are the other possibilities? Maybe it's not evil. He says no. It you know when an entity is not good, and when she said that, I understood it. For people who cannot see things, cannot sense things, uh, you may not understand what it means when people who have the third eye say that I know what I feel. Uh, to give you an idea, would be when you walk into a room, and let's say someone has already argued in the room before you walked in, and it's silence. You walked in, you go like, okay, something's not right in this place. Body language, the vibe—you just can't put a finger in it. But you know, very int- very tense, and it's not a pleasant tense. It's not like a surprise. Everyone's happy. Or when you go into a room, and you know, although it's silent, but maybe people are laughing right before that. The energy and the vibe is different. And that's why you say when you meet somebody, I'm not feeling the vibe, right? You're not feeling, you're not getting that good feel. Mm. So imagine this intensified by ten times for people with the gift to see things. You can know whether an entity is malicious or an entity is of divine nature. You can feel the difference. And so she said she could feel the difference, and I believed her. So all along she thought perhaps it's the house that has a problem. So she. Met the first man. She moved out together. They they moved away, and soon soon they started a family. So you would think that moving out of Mississippi into some place far away like Florida, it would be better. Perhaps the house is just haunted because she said it's an old ancient burial land, old house, hundred over years old. It's like grandpa passed, father father passed to to the family, a very old house on the Mississippi. When she went to. When she she grew up and she got her own family, she then realized that the things that she saw at home was still following her to her new place. Even as an adult, she could still see the shadow people. She could see see them following her, always standing, not even at the peripheral vision of her of her eyes, there in front of her at the doorway. And sometimes she won't she just won't go through and she will go away. Now because these people do not have the Asian. Uh, uh, superstitious belief where we go. Sorry, excuse me. Don't disturb me or knock on the door three times. That's a very Asian thing. Uh, so for them is, I just disbelieve that they are there, or I just avoid it. Later on, she realized that her family, her mom and dad, and everyone, even her grandparents, knew she could see something. Knew that ghosts exist. So all the years where they told her that no, no ghosts don't exist. Don't believe. Use your imagination. They were just trying to not scare her, but I think by not oh. acknowledging her fear or not acknowledging her experiences, made her feel like she's crazy. And she then realized that her grandma, actually, in their line of shaman practices, is all about summoning spirits and dealing with spirits, right? And. To that point, whether she further talked to grandma about dealing with her paranormal experiences, that was not elaborated. Uh, but I also found out, um, Rebecca again, with no reason to lie, no absolutely zero ROI for spending her own money calling me on the phone, overseas because she don't have WhatsApp. She she's she don't download WhatsApp. Everything she just call, spending her own money by the way, talking to me for half an hour, telling her story, has any reason to lie to me? Uh, she just wanted to she share. She said, I just want to share. I just want mm. to share with someone who believe me. I said, mm. that's what we are for, right? And uh, she says she's working as a, a medical lab or a tech lab. Uh, 
in the sciencey in the sciencey feel, and uh, we, she said, "Yeah, I know. In one of your podcasts, you all say that you know we are scientists and we therefore don't believe in the supernatural. I will have you know that there are pastors who are also scientists, and scientists also believe in ghosts. The only difference is that we feel that science have not been able to find an explanation yet, but it doesn't mean that the ghosts don't exist. Mm. No, we are not. We are not blinders on, and ghosts don't exist. They know it is there. Just." Science has not reached to the step. Can't prove it. Yeah, yeah, they can't prove it with yeah. science. Uh, and now she tells me that her kids can also see things. They will go to some place. They will start crying and they say, "Mommy, I can see the man over there." Or, "Mommy," so it seems that her gift has passed down to her children now. Hmm. In the latest so, twist of event, and what she's really worried about, and she's asking if there's any help, is she and the kids went back home to Mississippi. Know that the house in Florida is also haunted, by the way, and she she can see things. The kids all can see things. The husband, unfortunately, can't see shit. Right, mm. uh, and typical American skeptic is, ah, I can't see it. It's not true. It's bullshit. Okay? Mm. They went back to Mississippi, see the grandparents. Came back a month later. The husband apparently has very very different behavior to the point. Where she says, "I know my husband. I've been married for so many years. The person I see him today is a different personality entirely. The way he looks at me, the way he looks at things, the way he behaves, the way he sleeps. This is not the person I married. And I sense there is something inside him. When we were gone, he was being attacked. Yeah, and that was how it ended the, the conversation." Because were, Yo, what a cliffhanger! No, Did she do anything no, after that? She was at this point in time now where she just came back and this thing just happened. So there was no resolution oh. for her part yet. She's in the middle of it. Just as I'm oh telling you, girl, she's. We're going to need an update. She doesn't have WhatsApp. I don't know how to reach out to her. I said, "Call, download WhatsApp. Call me. I will have you talk to me on on Skype." She says. I will be more than happy to share with you. Thank you for doing what you do with Supernatural Confessions. I think more people should come out and talk. But she's not very tech savvy. Okay, so she's probably not a lab technician then. <laughs> probably a medical tech. <laughs> uh, or a lab tech. Not yeah. uh, one, one of those, but not, not tech as in technology, but hardcore stuff. Mm. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe she, also, she just don't want to, perhaps. Uh, she was... I think she, she was does. very forthcoming with it. You know, she's like, oh, no, no, we should talk mm. about this. Like, uh, because of what I hear on podcast, I was able to come out and talk about it. People need to hear about this. And I said, yes, destigmatize mm. the paranormal, destigmatize the supernatural experiences. Talk about it. Show your face. She says, yes. Um, the, I yeah, I, 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 I messaged Rebecca as well, and she, she hadn't gotten back to me. <laughs> um, and and re- maybe it's because <laughs> I look like this. Um, <laughs> But Sonia, yeah, like Sonia, like. uh, yeah. Maybe Sonia. Maybe take the 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 more gentle, softer, more beautiful. Maybe you approach. call the number, then someone then, picks up and says, "I'm yeah, the husband." Like actually, that. Rebecca is dead a month ago. Whoa! Oh, don't say things like that, bro. I need to cut this off from the podcast. What if Rebecca is listening? But that might be the, that might be the reason she calls. No, no, no. I'm very much alive. I just wanted to reassure you. You know. <laughs> oh, and, and to be, and, and just to let you guys know, um, when when Eugene said um, Native Indian. 
They were mm. native Indian from India. They're, they're Native American First Ameri- Nations kind of people. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say uh, that they are very. Reservation, yeah. They're very spiritual people, and it could be in her bloodline to be that sensitive and. Yeah. That, you know, to have that ability could be passed down a generational thing. It is in their bloodline. Yeah. Somebody and a lot of the shamanic practices uh, happen in, in a matrilineal kind of lineage. So, yeah, some, and she said it, it was her grandmother, her mother that that could see as well. So that fits right in with what you're saying, John. Yeah. Totally. Somebody in the comments also mentioned it. Could, could this be the version of the uh, version of Saka? So something is actually passed on in their generation, and you know it's her time to actually yeah, receive it maybe, or something like that. Maybe. So, so like in, in, in Australian Aboriginal um, like spirituality and culture, um, certain people are born into like, um, so, so their, their, their family have totem animals, um, totem spirit animals yes. that get passed down to, to kind of like uh, their, their children. So the same thing could very well happen with um, yeah, some of the Native it's, American. It's actually true First because Nation they do kind of have tribes. their totems as well, and then yep. they have their they have their spirit animals, and yep. you know that sort of a thing. So very interesting. Now we are moving towards the instead of the Orient, we're moving towards the Occident. All the mm. the legends and lore that come from that side. Mm. Oh, I'm loving it. Yes, and also for those uh, listening to this, if you guys are not on the podcast uh, on Wednesday. <coughs> We are featuring stories that we picked up and because of uh, um, trying to explore something new, I actually went on to forums to dig out stories and I talked to a few confessors and these are, the, these are people from the States, these are people from UK and I somehow see the nature of them seeing these kind of things. Uh, it's a different approach than how we Asian would usually tackle it. So... Yeah, do listen to the podcast whereby you would you would actually listen to how they actually tackle this issue when they bumped into supernatural. Mm. Okay, I got some very interesting uh text messages from YouTube side as well. Um which I say Mississippi native people could be Creole, very much voodoo practice in their culture, yes. Uh, Sean asked mm. me why she don't use USA methods and choose Singapore. She didn't choose Singapore methods, she just wanted to share her confession. Um and I think it's very interesting because different cultures have different ways of approaching things but yet the Hantu in some sense is very much the same the shadow people what is uh, Pontiana in our culture is probably the lady in white in their culture uh, and mm. we have covered this before in previous episodes as well why Hantu appear in different forms to different people in different cultures it's just it's just the way our mind works in understanding what is fear we see a phantom lady with you know combing her long hair in a Victorian gown is not going to scare us but a Pontiana will because that's the collective consciousness of what fear is. And likewise, mm. a Pontiana in Jerusalem is not going to make sense to a Jew who's like, <laughs> what's that lady in white doing here, you know? So if the purpose of the Hantu is to appear and take in energy from you through fear, then they will have to come in a way or appear to your mind's eye in a way that you understand what fear is supposed to be. So for me, I might mm. just see a when I go out at night on a long lonely street I might see a giant cockroach with long black hair that's my fear 
Wow. Okay. wow. Now when you say it like that, that is really creepy. <laughs> Although I, I'm not... I think yeah. the, the fact that... I, I'm, trying to, I, I'm trying to imagine it. It's not good. Now we know what to dress up for Halloween. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Now I see no need. The hair is already so frightening. So huge, my goodness. We give him... We dress up as a cockroach with boobs and long hair. <laughs> Confuse yeah. him a bit. Eugene. Eugene, I've got, an, I've got an idea for an Ujinali for you in okay, Bali. So okay. Don't worry about that. All right, man. Uh, yeah, so... Uh, I'm done with my story. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed it. Um, Anna, so sorry for keeping you <laughs> waiting one week for this story. You realize, because this story took almost, what, 15 minutes? So I didn't want to rush it last week. I didn't want to rush it this week either. So it has mm. got to be narrated in the way it is. And I, I did not write it down. There was no script. I narrated it from memory. So if I do get some points wrong, which I don't think I did because I was paying close attention, uh, Rebecca, let me know. Please call us again. We really want to talk to you. Yes, yes, that is the message I wanted to get since Rebecca is listening to the podcast. If yes. you are listening to this, please call Eugene ASAP. Okay, so how are we? Uh, any, anybody, yes. any last words? Or we can just say goodbye? Uh, I can, we can say yeah, goodbye. I, no, nothing else uh, to be covered mm. this week. Um, I think whatever that I wrote down, I've already mentioned it. Mm. So, yeah, uh, it seems like a trip to classic stories tonight. Yeah, classic stuff. Yes. Okay, this so, is nothing maybe next, nothing maybe, maybe nothing next week, much to maybe debunk, mm. you know. It's, yeah. it's just real good old stories. Yeah. Uh, so I the whole classic. Maybe thing. next week it's stories that people need to change their underwear for, like really scary ones Ooh. next week. So let's uh, we have let's cross next week uh, I have two face-to-face interviews, uh, one on Monday, one on Wednesday. Um, Monday morning, Wednesday morning, meeting those two guys very early. Um I think they're going to be great confessions sp- spoken to them on the phone. So next Friday, we will have a feature. The following Friday, we will have a feature as well. So if any of you guys know of anybody in your circle who you want to sh- you know, have a story to share, please let them uh, share. Tell them about Supernatural Confessions. Get them to contact us. We'll be more than happy to talk to them. Okay. Yes. And if your circle of people, f- friends, relative, if they are say, oh, uh, then you get them to talk to me as well. I, I can I can converse in Basa, I can converse in uh, Mandarin, I can converse in Hakka, I can converse in Hokkien. Oh, hey. So if they oh. can talk to me, I can put that in the video and also I can sub it so that we can all watch the video from the point of view, like how I produce the Lion Dance. So yeah, by, by all means, if they're not comfortable in English, there are other languages, unless they're like, oh, they, are, they can only speak Tamil, then we have to get a, a translator. La. <laughs> okay. And, 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 and Kim is also um, very proficient in the language of love. Ooh. <laughs> anyway. Va- Valentine is four days ago, bro. <laughs> For, I forgot, sorry. I didn't send you anything. I'm so sorry, bro. Never yeah. next time. Ah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay. This cinema. Is cinema. Voodoo doll. Yeah. And merchandise <laughs> Okay, uh, JDC, why don't you say goodbye first and then we'll... Good night, family and friends. Uh, there are always more questions than there are answers. Stay tuned for our, our podcast again next week and our, our live show. Um, look forward to spending my Friday nights with everyone. I, I want to say thanks to, or not, I want to say thanks to We Are Music, the t-shirt that I'm wearing was sponsored by them. Uh, and also to Michaela Lee, you are welcome. She said thank you in the comment section for the handwritten note. I cannot respond um, directly to comments because for some 
weird reason, I don't appear as myself. So that needs to be figured out. So Michaela Lee, you are most welcome. I'm Sonia and... Uh, oh, what's my line? Sup something about being super rational. <laughs> I, I have I have explanation. I have, I have rational explanation for most... I usually have a <laughs> rational explanation for most everything. That's it. I gotta, you gotta write in the paper and stick it somewhere oh, in front of you <sighs> next time. Oh my Kim, god. Over to you. Uh, okay. Uh, since we got a bit of time, so I want to end this week with another joke. Uh, this is more of a Oh. More of a question now. Okay, what is long, okay. long, black, and full of semen? A, a submarine. submarine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much, guys. Oh, uh, this yeah, is Kim yeah. signing off with. Um, but what if it's a yellow submarine? Then it's uh, not black. Be what? Beetle already sang it, so I don't need to turn it into a joke. <laughs> um, they already started a joke. Uh, so <laughs> whatever you don't see doesn't mean <laughs> it is not there. Thank you very much to everybody who's watching. Thank you very much to the team. Thank you very much to Elvin keeping us smooth. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, Elvin. Thank yep. you all thank you, for watching us every Friday night. Joining us for a Friday date time with us on Supernatural Confessions. If you have seen a ghost, you are not crazy. And also know that you are not alone. Supernatural Confessions here. My name is Eugene Tay signing out. I believe in you guys. And before we say goodbye, I think uh, we should... Uh, Elvin, why don't you just hit that music for us one more time? 